Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Happy Friday. You've made it to your Super Bowl weekend. It's Waddle and Sylvie taking you home. And I'm really a gorgeous February day. We'll take this uh, every year Super Bowl weekend. And it's uh, it's uh, staying lighter longer. Still uh, not dark yet uh, at 5 o'clock. And we love that. So we're getting closer to spring. The only thing that sucks is this is the last football game That's true. of the year. And for a while, though, we're celebrating... Three more Bears getting into the Hall of Fame. Maybe the Bears will play the next football game in the NFL after the Super Bowl. And maybe that will be the Hall of Fame game, the first football game of the 2024 season. Well, until we get there, we can, you know, revel in Great Bulls basketball as well. So we've got a lot to to be excited about. We were talking to Danny uh, in the pre-show fistfight that we are making our plans to be there at the end of the week uh, at the Combine. Uh, in Indianapolis. So that's at the end of the month. I haven't been back to the Combine since I tore it up. And that was how many years? 89. So since 1989. I haven't been back to the Combine since then. I, really, I know it's a different building. 35-year anniversary. It, it's a different building because it used to be in the old Hoosier Dome. Now it's in Lucas Stadium. But bad I memories. Th- I have to think about my uh, last Combine. I think it was like 0203. They used to cover the combine every year. I used to love it. And it was not the event it is today. Like, we used to just stand around the Omni Hotel in Indy. And, like, the players would just walk through there. And the few reporters that would show up would all interview them. And the agents would stake it out. And agents would want to approach these college players and try and recruit them for they're agencies. That's yeah. how they would get them. And now all of a sudden it is just, it's a huge event. Yes, it's a much more controlled environment than it used to be. We're very excited. I know Cap and Hoodie went last year. We'll have a chance to go this year and hopefully we'll get a bunch of uh, Bears people on. And So who's who? Because I always, I always think this is one of the better events because all 32 teams are there. Uh, most head coaches are there. Every general manager is there. Um, all the reporters are there. Then when you have the number one pick and you have the number nine overall pick, uh, you, you're Everyone very interested. With you. Well, and, and, and for our purposes, all the guys, they're not, they're not going to work out, but all the prospects will be there for their interviews. Which parlor games would you like to participate in if the Bears, in fact, are going that route again? I, I've always told you I don't think it's good sim- symbolism for them to throw darts. I just don't think that a general manager should have a dartboard in their room yeah. because then it's just throwing darts is not what you want to do in the draft game. No, I agree with you. I think pup puck off is great. No. Yeah. yeah, I think like it's. I wouldn't go horseshoes either. Let's not do right. any horseshoes. Horseshoes and darts are not something no. you want to do. What what besides? Um, How about golf? a board game? How about I I don't know shoots and ladders something. But I'm with you. No throwing darts and no 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 horse horseshoes. You don't want to do that. I think the symbolism. I agree with you. I think the symbolism is bad. Are we going to like last time we didn't get a chance to plan, Tyler? Can we start brainstorming this for our setup? And when we talk to polls, we need to have a couple of like 
games for them, for them to, play to play with us. Matt Eberflus should stop by our our where we're doing the show, and actually, we'll put him through a list of parlor games. How about ping pong? Maybe we can get we rent a ping pong table. That's not bad. Who's bringing the ping pong table in? That's a we little can rent big. It. We can rent it, and they'll do it for us. Yeah, we can make one. We'll we do a makeshift. Make what about like two badminton rackets with the birdie, and then you don't need the whole thing. You just hit it back and forth. Like I, that's probably bad too. What can we do? I can bring. We take the, I, got, I can bring the net and ping pong balls and paddles. I'm not going to be able to bring the table, but maybe we can do something. I think we should workshop that. Okay. I'm just saying, like, we should, you're right. We should have them do something that we yes. ask them to break do to the learn something them about them. And break the ice. Yeah. So, uh, Tyler, let's start working on this, okay? So that way it's not last minute, and then we could load up the Sequoia and... Giant Jenga. We'll put, make a giant Jenga. That's not bad. Yeah. Like the steady hand. Yes. Let's see how nervous you we are. We make the two of them, Poles and Eberflus, actually compete. A little domino well, they can, action, they perhaps. Can compete so. against us. I like that. I like that you offer. Loser has to reveal their thoughts about what they're going to do with the first overall pick. So if we lose, we'll just tell you what they should do. If they now lose, we're getting somewhere. They have to tell us what they're going to do. Better than a whole ping pong table. Yeah. Well, I like that Waddle goes to giant Jenga, not a regular game of Jenga. Let's let's uh, pack Wait, listen, the Toyota with a giant Wait, piece. At my of... age, my hand's shaking quite a bit. So, like, I'm just trying to you know get the odds in our favor. We could we could play cornhole. You could set up That's cornhole good in too. there. That's yeah. That's a really good one. Giant Jenga and cornhole. I think I've got a giant Jenga. Thing at I house. think Giant Jenga plays better for the cameras. Yes, yeah. I agreed, but it's also transportation-wise. Listen, I know you have a lot of room in your Toyota, but that might be the only thing that fits With in Giant the... Giant Jenga? Yeah. No, Giant Jenga's Giant not Jenga, that big. Yeah, yeah. How, How big do you think Giant it? Jenga is? I, well, I'm not suggesting oh, it's guess, like a I, I'm thinking, of a car. I, I've seen some pretty big ones, so I guess I, I think I know We're what you're talking We're talking Jenga right now, right? Yes. yes. You need to bring that back on your own. No. That and the beaver hair. As soon as you, <laughs> those have been two doozies today. I'm telling you, we definitely. I will transport it. I'll drive it. I mean, I I can. The giant Jenga is not as giant as you think it is. There are and, some pretty giant. Have you? Do you know what I'm talking about? You also got to get a good size cornhole game too. No, no I mean, they're standard, standard size. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? No, you got to get. Uh, well, I mean, not the. There's little ones too. Yeah, we won't. Oh, okay, yeah, no, 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 standard yeah. 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 boards, right. standard boards and bags. Right. <laughs> like you guys pull. You guys like, pull it up, and like, Waddle's listen, pulling out all these games. Well, I'm just telling you, Mellor. There's there's a small Jenga set. There's I know. a small. Can there's we, a small cornhole. Can set. we make a board with the likeness of Ryan Poles on it? You know how you do the custom board. And then that way, no. I think we, we do it with. Out. I think we do it with Cap's face and the holes his mouth. No. So we throw the we're throwing the bags into his mouth. But that won't be good for them. I think Ryan Poles would think that's funny. How about funny. in one board it's Justin Fields, the other board it's <laughs> Caleb Williams. And when we're throwing them at the Justin Fields side, we throw them against the wall. Oh, stop! And then when you turn around and you're trying to make them, you throw them, you know, gently. You hold on too long, and it's a shot clock violation. <laughs> I'm going to get that hate. It's going to come uh, come at me. Giant Jenga and Cornhole. I think we just did it. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Aki's A-List. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four Ps of Waddle's world. Aki's A-List. A-list. 
The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. All right, Tyler's got the questions. We'll try to provide the answers. What do you got for us today, Tyler? All right, so I've heard a lot over the course of the week of, you know, I just can't bet against Mahomes. I'm rolling with the Chiefs. How much of the Chiefs picks this week that you have heard, or even maybe one that you're even making yourself, how much of it is you're afraid to bet against Mahomes versus a pure bet on the Chiefs? Well, because I'm a public gambler. I'm not a sharp. That's for damn sure. Um, I have twenty dollars in my account, so I'm not a sharp either. I've loaded my account up. I've, I've, over, and I'm probably going to lose a lot of money on this game for me as a gambler. What a, what a great positive two hundred dollars mentality going into this. Um, but yeah, that's that. That's been my way of doing it. I know because uh, as Doug told us, the sharp money's on the Niners. Now I do have a lot of McCaffrey plays, so maybe that's contradicting. Me picking the Chiefs, but the game, I am picking the Chiefs. Uh, I am as well. And and listen, I think that's just part of it, Tyler. You, you know, and it's fun to say, hey, I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes ever again. That was stupid. But the reality is he, he saves his best for the postseason. And, I mean, it is hard to bet against him, especially when he's got a defense riding with him this year. So... I'm I'm betting on the Chiefs as much because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've seen play and because I think Spagnola is the better defensive coordinator and I think he's got a better overall defensive unit. Yeah, that's so. the interesting part about it is like you look at the second halves that Patrick Mahomes has had and the Chiefs have had, nothing too inspiring, but it's the defense that's really kind of brought them along in, in a lot of these playoff yeah. games. Um, on the other side... Kyle Shanahan has been a big topic and, you know, people always throw out like, where is Shanny in terms of the great coaches in the league? Well, he is, it is worth noting, he is a great coach, but he does not have a Super Bowl. How will you view Kyle Shanahan if the Niners lose once again? Uh, still is one of the best coaches in the National Football League that is uh, looking for, you realize, I'm, and, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm buying time right now. You realize that, and count with me, one, two, three, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Guess what I'm doing? Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Guess what I was just doing right there? You were counting. <laughs> Blackjack. The number of years it took Andy Reid to win his first Super Bowl. Oh, that's a good one. That's very good, Waddle. It took twenty-one years as a head coach. It, it, that's what it seems like right here. He was NFC champion with Philly. In uh, tw- they went to f- 2004. And don't forget, they went to five straight NFC Championship games. The That's Eagles right. did but, under Andy Reid. But Andy Reid, who became a head coach for the first time at the age of 41 in 1999 with the Philadelphia Eagles, he did not win his first Super Bowl until 2019 with the Kansas City Chiefs, 20 years later. Yeah. I think oftentimes we make this... Now, rings are important. Don't get me wrong. You got to win championships. But oftentimes we're like, the ring, the ring, the ring, the ring. How many guys in the NFL right now, if we were doing a coach's draft, would you draft as your head coach above Kyle Shanahan? My first blush would be one, and it would be Andy Reid. What about Harbaugh? Would you take, or would you take Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, I would take Kyle Shanahan right now. McVay? I'd take Kyle Shanahan. Okay. 
Well, that and, answer- and, 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 and McVeigh's got a Super Bowl. That answers your question, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, yeah. So, yes, he, he is eventually going to need to win a Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, but like you eloquently put it, it took Reed a long time. Now people are comparing Reed and Belichick. But you still want Kyle Shanahan over 30 other head coaches in the National Football League. And we talk about his coaching tree nonstop. We want one of his offensive guys. So, you know, and Mike Shanahan, by the way, Mike Shanahan was uh, a coach that got fired from the Oakland Raiders, right? I think so. And then went to Denver and then didn't win until the last two years of John Elway. And you realize this is Shanahan's seventh year. It took Andy 21 years. So, yes. He needs to win one to join that elite group. Yeah, yeah. A resume and the ring matter. No one will ever dispute that. But what is he going to be the sixth best coach in the NFL if he doesn't beat the Chiefs in this game? I, I think no. I think it becomes too like it's it's too much of a simpleton argument that oh if he doesn't win this now Kyle Shanahan isn't as good as people say he is. You do you believe he's been a really good coach even before he became a head coach for a long time? Yeah, right? he was a great he was a great offensive do you, coordinator. Do you, just to tell you how times have changed, do you know how long he was an offensive coordinator before he got the head coaching job with it, the 49ers? It, it was no more than five years. Nine years. Oh, really? Nine years as an offensive a- coordinator. Two with Houston, then one, two, three, four with, with Washington, one year with Cleveland, two years with Atlanta, and then he became the San Francisco uh, head coach. So, like, and think about now, there are guys like Bobby, Bobby Slowick Jr. was getting head coaching interviews after calling plays for one year. Ben Johnson's been calling plays for, what, two years? Mm-hmm. And could have been a head coach last year and this year. It is, so. it is fascinating how we've got to get the ring. Gotta, and, and again, don't get me wrong. Rings are vital and important. Yes. But it doesn't make him the 10th best coach if he doesn't get this Super Bowl. What if they get crushed in this game? Like, what if they lose by 17 or so points? Then it's bad. I because mean, if you look at the run that they made this year. Like it's nothing too impressive. You got the easier opponent in round two because the, yeah. the Packers beat the Cowboys. They could have lost both he, of these games yes. leading up to mm-hmm. it. All true. All true. Uh, another story. And, and by the way, and you were probably too young for this, mm-hmm. Andy Reid was continually criticized for not being able to win the big uh, game. Yeah, I, rem- I mean, my mom's an Eagles fan, and I remember yeah. hearing my grandpa all the time yeah. talking about Andy Reid. Yes. And the inability to finally win the Super Bowl. By the way, not only that, Andy Reid was was dog cussed for his inability to manage the clock correctly, too. No one fixed that? Winning a Super Bowl. No, Patrick Patrick Mahomes Mahomes. coming in. Of course. Well, he also had, you know, he had Donovan McNabb and some really good Philadelphia Eagles teams as well. But it's just, you know, look, it's it's hard to win a big game. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, all of a sudden... You seem to operate better in the two-minute warning well, yeah, near the end of games. Well, especially when that quarterback don't understands have... the game so well that he kind of engineers everything by himself. Yeah, better to have that yeah. guy than the other guy throwing up in the huddle in the middle of a two-minute warning. <laughs> um, last night, I don't know if you guys caught some of this, but there were some cryptic tweets and Instagram posts from Eddie Jackson 
Uh, he tweeted out new beginnings, and he also tweeted out like some peace emojis as well. And some people say it is him foreshadowing his future as a Chicago Bear. Is this Eddie Jackson giving the sign to Chicago that, hey, guys, I'm not going to be here next year? Yes. I, 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 would anyone be surprised by that? No. No. He's got a big hit, a salary cap hit, right? One more year? Yes. And, and he wasn't good this past year. And he was hurt a lot. The Bears need a new, younger safety to fit in with a great defensive backfield. He's done a nice job. We thought he was done maybe even three years ago. And he had a nice little resurgence under uh, Eberflus. He won Eberflus's uh, Ball Hawk Award last year. Not yes. This year, last yeah. Year. Yeah. I salute him. But, yeah, but yeah I, I think it's time for another young safety to step in with a really good young defensive backfield. Yeah, Eddie's 30 years old right now. They could save $12.5 million yeah. if they release him without really any huge hits to the cap. So Cody Whitehair is going to leave. Uh, Eddie Jackson is going to leave. Some of those veterans who were important parts of these teams, their days are done here. It's, it's part of football. Yes, it is. All right, so yesterday the Chicago Bulls once again uh, sat on their hands and did not make a trade. It has now been 30 months since AK and company have last made a trade. Of all the pieces that are still on the roster, who are you most upset with still being a Chicago Bull here as we AK. sit on February 9th? <laughs> AK. Yeah, AK. I, 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 all guys that wear the uniform. I would say, I mean, obviously it's Zach, isn't it? And and I was a Zach attack guy myself, but I mean, it's it's Zach. Well, but Drummond is a free agent. I was gonna. I think mine is Drummond. The fact, like, if like you Zach, got Zach, anything, take it and run. I get it, but like, if you if you subtract Zach from, I, but the problem is, we knew go heading. They they, they were hamstrung. Get anything for yeah, him? He was hurt exactly, and, and his value was low, and they'll probably. Trade him in the off season or sometime. Yeah, and like, I are they gonna? Is is um? I love Demar, but is Demar gonna be dealt uh, or, or walk away uh, for nothing in his free agent year too? Like, what are what are they gonna do? What are they gonna be able to do? Well, they just, they've shown you what they're gonna do. Nothing. Well, I mean, like with the free agents, are nothing. Like, I is Demar? How how is it gonna benefit Demar to get a sign and trade? Don't know. Maybe they want to sign him to a contract extension. But, well, I know they do because they think he's good with the younger guys, too. And how is that going to help them get to the next level? Well, hire Mark Sanchez and he can become play, be player coach for you. Be the caddy. Uh, it, this is it, it, it is it is ridiculous. And this is what you like about polls. The polls had a plan. And I don't know where polls is going to go. I still don't know. The jury's out. Poles has had a plan. He knew what he was going to do, and he's seeing it through. And what else is good about Poles is Poles is going to swing. Poles swung with Claypool. He missed with Claypool. It didn't discourage him from swinging again the next year with Montez Sweat. He's going to take his swings. AK is standing in the box, not even taking a swing. He's watching all the pitches go by. And for him to say that they're competitive is one of the biggest overstatements I've heard in Chicago sports history. Being Playing for the nine seed is not being competitive. It's being in basketball hell. 
It's being mediocre. Being competitive is going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Being competitive is winning a round of the postseason. You've won one playoff game with AK. You've won 46 games one time in one season with AK. And and to just stand there and and to not even try to to just change things and to get better or to bottom out. I don't understand the plan here or or what his motivation is. I was much more encouraged after hearing him talk yesterday after not doing anything as well. No, you were. That's I, Did you hear him? I, I, I read some oh of the quotes, God. and again, like we, that played, they like, we played the sound. That we, there we got a little. Nothing, that there was nothing Whoa. out there, right? Like we, that there was nothing out Called there to make us better. Market. Buyer's market, my friends. Just even the tone. He likes. He likes the competitive spirit. Just, can the you give us a taste? Just a yeah, quick give, taste. Give me a taste. Well, here, I, I put a little uh, sampling together when we come back. Okay. 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 All right. And Wilbon texted us out of the blue, wanting to. Co- I don't know what he's going to say. You think he wants to take another victory victory lap about the Bears Stadium downtown? You think he's screwing with us? I think he texted he, me saying he does want to talk a little bit of Bears. Um, too. See, he just. I think he. I think he floated switch. Hey, I'm going to be really upset about the Bulls not doing anything. Oh, by the way, I'd like to talk about the Bears Stadium downtown. I'll touch more. So he, because the text, well, should I read the text right now? Sure. Okay, let me read you the text. And then, and then we'll get to He's it. finally seen things kind of the way that we've seen it. Scrolling, scrolling. Here it is. Guys, any extra time available today to talk Bulls in light of yesterday's inactivity? I think I'm changing the way I feel. Was angry yesterday, but moving away from that. I think I may get pissed listening to this. Wow. Right. I actually misread that because I thought he was going to come on and rant. So did now, I. Now. So you misread it too. I did. Now I feel like he's going to make excuses for them. All right. Well, let's hear what Wilbon has to Damn say. Damn you, Wilbon. He joins us next. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Are you ready? Hello, everyone. Circling back to trade deadline. Uh, it was pretty busy couple days. Just, uh, you know, um, you know, getting calls, you know, from around the league. It's exciting time for for our league uh, and front offices. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, the, it was pretty much a buyer's market. And all of us, we wanted to be competitive. Uh, and I thought that it's a telling thing how I feel about this team. And about the players on this team. We've been uh, watching all season long is a very competitive and ready group. Uh, we wanted this group to be cohesive and start playing for each other. We've seen signs in the last uh, 30, 31 games. The last time with a few of you I spoke when we were 4 and 15. I was not very happy. Um, I'm much happier now. Um, I'd like to smile more. I just think that there's so many uh, positive stories around this team. And 
the biggest thing for me is like, you know, you look at every option that's out there to improve your team. And uh, we didn't see anything that was going to make us better. Um, uh, we would take a step back, which we don't want. Uh, we want to stay competitive. We have obligation to this organization and this fan base and this city to stay competitive and compete for playoffs. And uh, that's what we're doing. What the f*** are you talking about, man? Yeah, if it wasn't for the uh, party horns from Cancun or wherever those come from, from the discotheques, I would have fallen asleep. I mean, it, it, it's it's incredible. I heard from so many friends yeah, of mine. That's hilarious. Friends texted me, Waddle, and you know, I, I have a, a, a friend group who love the Bulls. Oh, yeah. They love... Have they been beaten down? Beaten down? They sports hate this team. They the 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 level of hatred that they have for this organization... For this, and it's not like against Kobe White. Like they love that Kobe White has developed, or they like Demar. But just what this team stands for, from ownership to management, they hate this team, and all they want is is to to root for a team that is really trying to win a championship, or is really trying to develop a plan. And, and that's the problem, is that there is no real plan of whether or not they're truly going for something or they're going to tear it down. I gave, I, I gave you a stat that I got from Jacob Nitzberg the other day. I tweeted this out after um, the, the concerts for my kids yesterday. Since the Bulls traded Jimmy Butler in 2017, the Bulls have won one playoff game. That's not in that time, Jimmy Butler, on the teams that he's been on, have won 46 playoff games. 46 playoff games. The Bulls have won one lousy playoff game. One of my friends, this is the quote from him. He said, I have zero expectations for the Bulls, and they still disappoint. <laughs> I think that is that sums them up perfectly. Another friend of mine texted me, and he said... Nobody loves the Bulls more than the Bulls love the Bulls. It's true. Yeah. And in ownership, it's so funny because ownership, as we know, owns the Bulls and the White Sox. They have the exact same teams, but they have opposite issues with fans. The White Sox don't draw. The Bulls are always number one with the fan experience. They don't care. They don't care that they're number one in gate attendance. They won't deliver. No. So, like, they'll, they'll cry on the south side that no one shows up. But they sit on their hands, even though they're drawing 21,000 people on the west side, and they won't deliver a plan. And it's why Bulls fans are going crazy. So I'm interested to hear what Wilbon has to say. Michael Wilbon called us, and he said he'd love to talk to us. He's brought to you by Waddle's guys over at Fa, uh, over at Hawk. HawkAuto.com, Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW. All in one place, HawkAuto.com, where Chicagoland saves big. And he joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. What's up, Michael? 
Man, you are just you are on fire, dude. I want to love know that I, I want to love my I don't basketball know that I've heard team. You like this? I, you know, listen, I, Sylvie. We all want to. Um, we all want to. It's interesting. You mentioned that the twenty-one thousand. The Bulls lead the league in attendance. Oh yeah, and they have again, every lead year. the league. Yes, um, and it's not just because they have the biggest stadium, which they do, because you got to put people in it, which they do. I, listen, I, I was uh, nuts yesterday. See, I was, you know, on ESPN. Obviously, we're doing the trade show, hours and hours and hours and hours. Trade deadline show, and I, you know, I've been upset for a couple of days, and I've been hearing about some of these offers. Well, the Bulls could have had two firsts for Caruso. They could have had this. They could have had that. They could have had multiple seconds for Drummond. And I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I think part of it is d- d- confusion. You know, maybe in, in which direction you want to go. Listen, Jerry Reinsdorf's done a lot of winning, more winning than most owners, and he's in his 80s now. And I've, I've, I am now, I've known enough owners and been friendly enough and had relationships professionally with enough owners when they get to a stage of their lives where they don't want to try to see a rebuild. They don't. And just from a, a human standpoint, now as an old man myself, I get that. I'm not saying that that's what any fan base wants because most of the fans who are the loudest fans are in their 20s and 30s and 40s and even as you get older and crotchety in your 50s. But I, I get it. It doesn't mean that not rebuilding is going to work because I, I think they have to. Somebody said something yesterday. I think it was uh, – it might have been Austin Rivers, who's like a Chicagoan once removed because his dad is a native Chicagoan who grew up cheering for the Bulls. And Austin said they're in rebuild mode. They just don't know it. Right. And it was, it was, he, he wasn't trying to be flip. He was, you know, it, it meant something to him. And today I'm a little bit calmer, only in this way. Um, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the Bulls and what they have now. First of all, the, 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 the big mistake, the Jimmy Butler thing, you know at the time, I, I'm a, Jimmy Butler has been my favorite player in the league for years and years and years. My favorite player in the league. After Derrick Rose got hurt and couldn't be Derrick Rose anymore, my favorite player for years has been Jimmy Butler. Because I thought Jimmy Butler literally personified exactly what the Bulls wanted and did for decades. I don't mean in the star way that Michael did. I mean in the way that Jerry Sloan and Norm Van Leer and some of those guys did, my, the heroes of my youth. I thought Jimmy captured that and captured the spirit of Chicago. And since then, the big mistake they made was Zach Levine, was signing Zach Levine. And a lot of people probably would have done the same thing because they look and they see the offensive talent and they mistake that for a primary building block. And that's a big, big, big mistake. And then, of course, you know, he hears he's going to Detroit and he winds up opting for surgery. Um, and that kills them further. But, but the reason I'm less crazed today, Sylvie, probably than you are or than I was yesterday, I want to see what this group, no, they're not going to be together long enough to challenge for anything. But I want to see what this group does, like with Vooch and Drummond playing at the, in the same game, not just one backing each other up, but minutes, major minutes in a league that likes to go small. Let's see what going against the green. Come on, you know Let's what's going to happen. Good, we don't know. You don't, know. You they, know. They're going to win. They may win a play-in game, and then they're not going to get to the playoffs, and it's over. Probably, that, that may be. That you may know be. This. But, but, here, but, but, Sylvie, first of all, you're looking at a league now. And, and let me go back to the original thought about Let me see what Kobe White is. 
Let me see how good he He's the best player on the team. But you could see how good he is, Mike, and trade everybody else. Just let him keep no, chucking. No, actually, not really, not really, because then you're talking about just draft. When I'm talking about trading everybody away, I'm talking about draft picks. I'm talking about picks. That's how you get great now. Because you, you draft a Shea Gilgis Alexander because you draft an Anthony Edwards, and that's different because you got to finish first. But so many, Giannis is 15th, a booker. I, I've gone through this with you guys. Yes. You can draft people. Great, great players can go at any time. Halliburton. What was he, 17? You can get great players and build a franchise, build a team. So, so I, don't know, I don't know about that with Kobe White. I, I think the, Kobe White's the best player on well, the team, period. Michael, can I, can I interject this? This is my fear with them. They can't build a, a true championship team when they go for it. And then if they were to rebuild... They're not right. good enough at drafting. Kobe White is still a Pax guy. When they did have a chance to draft Halliburton, like you said, they drafted uh-huh. Patrick Williams. They they drafted Danson Dalen Terry. Yes, you like they, they their well, draft picks. Did anybody go after Terry? Anybody of note go after Terry? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know that Terry matters, but but, 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 but again, but, like you keep saying, mid, mid mid first round picks, they got a draft well, anywhere uh, in the first round, but you got to get it right. You got to get it right, yeah. And so okay, I have no, no faith that they, they can rebuild. On that. Well, you know, again, well, what are they good at as a front scouting, office? What what have they shown you? I, I don't you? know. I, I building I, the nine seed. I'm not going to defend them, but I'm not going to spend all my time with you guys attacking them. That's not the point either. The point is, they have to have scouting that winds up producing one of those picks. And this is what various teams have done. And, and look, they had a taste of Oklahoma City when they got Billy. They brought Billy from Oklahoma City where they do get the draft picks right. They really do. Yes. And by the way, not all of them. Not all of them. They get some stuff wrong too. But they get it right enough so often that they've now built a second group with great draft picks. Um, so I, I, don't, I, I want to see... And I don't, DeRozan, if I'm DeRozan, why would I stay with the Bulls? I don't, that's the one I don't understand. Um, I hear all the talk going around, which seems to be circular talk that doesn't get to anything. But if I'm DeRozan, am I going to next year, am I going to resign with the Bulls over the summer? And am I going to pay enough money that then again is going to preclude the kind of rebuild exactly. I'm talking about? that's the point. So, yeah. again, we don't, well, there's no disagreement here. Mike, when they but have... The well, I was going to ask you. You mentioned Caruso. If if they uh-huh. had, if you're hearing that they had the opportunity to trade him for a couple of first round picks, why would picks. why wouldn't they do that? I, I, I'd have to do it. I'd have to do yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I because you now you're talking about trading. If that's true, let me say if that's true, you're talking about trading a, a role player, right. a nice role player, for multiple picks yes. that high. You, okay, that you have to do. I'm still interested to see, as I look at the Eastern Conference, and everybody's flawed, I want to see, and what, aren't they like 14 and 12 without Zach, something like that? Is yeah, that yeah they're above 500, a few them? games over 500. Or oh, 15 and 12, something like that? Yeah. Okay, what does that, what does that percentage project to over these last, they've got, what, now about 25 games left, 27 games, something like that? What is that going to project to? Um, can they finish seventh or eighth you know i I don't my my first instinct is to say no but they've played better without listen we're not people can come on and say what they want to say publicly they're a better team without that period so now you're not you're not worried about what you're going to get for them you're not going to get anything for them 
you're worried about can this team play and function at a fairly at a higher level, higher, without him. What can they do if they get in the playoffs? Can they knock somebody off? Doubtful, because they're only going to get in if, if they play them their way in. They still got to face Boston or Milwaukee. Mm, Milwaukee. Um, I don't know who's going to finish third. Knicks, Cleveland. Um, what, what is it they can do? What is it they can show you? What is it they can challenge Nothing. you with? Is that going to well, Sylvia? I'm not again. I'm not as I'm telling about you, Michael. This as Michael, you, are. you are so you you do this nationally, like. You have this blind spot for this team. You've seen them so often. I can't believe that you're telling me. What that blind spot are you talking about? They, I don't say they're any know, good. You, yes, yeah, exactly. I'm that, not going to foam of, at the mouth like you're doing. No, <laughs> but, but, but I can't believe no, you think they that. can do something. You know what, they can't. What did, what, what did I say they could do? Well, they, well, let's see what they could do. Can they do this against this third-seeded team? That, that means they're one win at the best in the first round of the playoffs. Take me literally, because I like I know a little bit about the language. Yes. So when I say let's see, that's it means let's see. If I if I had to listen to you tell me that where the Bears are going to be playing in ten years, you're going to tell me Arlington Heights loudly every oh, week no. for six you're, months. Oh, you're going back every to that. For grabs, oh, oh, there's I nothing definite yet. I go back to all of it. Nothing definite so yet. My point is my and my and nothing's happening with this yet. The Bulls are not going to. First of all, there was no trade other than taking those picks and, and for uh, Caruso. Which but that would have been. You, but we agree. But yes, we agree. We all agree. We all agree. We all agree. So for them so not doing that, was going to make them better now. Now that I would take again, I think you have to have those picks because you have to ring it up on draft day. Mike, that's I, the way a team gets better. And, I, and the, the Bulls aren't going to get great free agents. That's not. We've been waiting on that since man. Tim Duncan. That's not going to happen. So you've got to draft, and you've got to do it right, and you've got to scout it, and it's hard, and you miss on more than you hit. But there's no secret sauce here, Sylvia. You, you and your guys in your group chat act like they're going to ring a bell, and somehow they're going to get great. No, most no, of the really? teams are not great. You know what, Mike? I, I mean, some, I'm getting old, so sometimes I just want to be held, okay? Um, when I when I hear Artura speak, like, and he talks about being competitive, it's the worst. Like, it it doesn't comfort me. Like, I need someone to swaddle me in a bull's blanket and say something that is more reassuring than we want to be competitive. They've well, been competing for nothing but the nine seed as a play in team, Mike, for over two years. Okay, two years is not two years. Two you what two years? There are teams that don't play for anything for 10 or 15 years. So, so, so there's no automatic win. There isn't. There's no automatic formula. I, now, by the way, I, I dismiss all that stuff. You guys listen to all those sound bites and listen to all this stuff. I dismiss all this stuff because I hear that stuff every day of what I do, just like you do. The difference is I, turn, I tune it out. And then I want to go to a more important source of what we're talking about, what's possible, what's worth being critical over. Arturis has to say publicly one thing. I don't know him well enough to know what it is he may or may not believe. I want to I know, know what that. I want to know why he believes it wasn't the right decision to trade Alex Caruso for two first round yeah. picks if and, in and, fact and that it, was on the table. If, if that's on the table and I'm I'm told it was my reaction yesterday was wow, how can you not do that? No, no, Caruso, I mean I'm sorry, Arturis does not own the team. The general manager sometimes has a final say and sometimes does not. Now, I know you guys know as much about sports as I do in that way. I don't know what it is that he may have to go back to Jerry with. Maybe nothing. Maybe it is his call. Maybe it isn't. 
whatever that call was, I, I disagree with that call. Mike, can, like you, can, you, can you and Don pool your resources? You are two ridiculously successful guys. And buy the team. And buy the team. <laughs> uh, no, that would be it. Come on, you and Don can no. do this. You and Don I can know do Don this. Can. I don't even want to run a fantasy team because I'm not good at that. This, this no, is, no, this no, 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 Mike, Mike, but this is this is why I trust you because you'll hire the right person to do it. Well, I hope so. I hope so. And I, and I you know, what's interesting. I, I'm around. I, I, I feel really lucky in that I've been around mm-hmm. a lot of successful, even brilliant at times, people who run teams or have run teams. And it's great to, you know, sit at the knee and listen to these things. But it's, it's hard. Listen, I want to see. I want to see the Bulls win again. But let me, let me just point out something to you guys. Let's talk about how, how hard it is. Let me buy point the team. Out. You buy the team. Yeah, well, okay, that, don't, don't, don't sit around waiting on that one. Get some of that um, magic money. Get some of that ma- ma- get magic. He can divest himself God, in magic, his interest. Magic even, magic even spent the magic money on the commanders. <laughs> so listen to this. So teams don't go back into, okay, so Lakers and Celtics, because they, 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 they spend enough money. They are the standard bearers of the league. Anybody else in that league, look how hard it is even for, 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 for Pat Riley in Miami. They've won, and they've been there. They're the, third, they're the team that's next in line for the team that's been able to produce the circumstances to win more than anybody else. Look at, look at San Antonio's gotten so unbelievably lucky twice in the lottery that it makes you just go, my God, who can have that? Well, just them so far. Three times. Three times in the lottery. And it's other than that. So, who? What, 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 tell me when the Sixers last won. Eighty-three. Tell me when the Pacers last won. Never to the finals. Yeah, what was that? Oh, one, something like that. Just go through. Go through the NBA. The NBA has a tiny number of teams that control the action at the top. And it was great when the Bulls were in that mix. And it was great when we thought they were back there in two thousand nine, ten, eleven, twelve, as a young Derrick Rose was becoming a great MVP. Derrick Rose, and then boom. It, 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 you tell, look at the teams. Oklahoma City got it right and didn't win one. They tra- look at the look at the people that they drafted successfully. Huh? Durant, Westbrook, Harden, Ibaka. Did I miss somebody? They drafted all these guys and did not win one. Got to one final. So, so this is people. I don't care about people on group texts are crazy. I got group texts. Hell, you two were on one of them. The same. You're as crazy as my other one. friend. So, yeah, you. you uh, wait, I, I, me, I, I get texts from you on Bears game day. Yeah. Crazier. Yes, that's my point. We're nuts. <laughs> okay, so let's dial it back. And let's look at this. You, because we, we have the professional circumstances that we know the people involved in these efforts. And we can dial it down when we get off our group text and say, okay, what's reasonable here? What's reasonable to expect? What can be done? What can't be done? What's going to get close and miss just because that's the way sports goes. And so the, the bulls, we're in that window with the bears. Now, one of the reasons it's so cool to watch is because they actually have access to do this. Do we know if they're going to get it right? No, we don't. That's sports dude. That's the deal. How much do Indiana uh, Indiana Pacers season tickets cost these days? Half of what bulls do. 
All right, but that's I, a, I, I, was, I was going to say two thirds, but yeah. I, I would think not half. I was, just, yeah, I was asking because I may buy him. Yeah. All right, we got well, we got a Mike. We got a roll. Have a great okay. Super Bowl. Let's catch up uh, on Tuesday. All right. Thanks, Mike. We'll catch up on Tuesday. Sounds good, guys. See ya. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Have a great weekend. There's Michael Wilbon who wanted to weigh in. Now I'm I'm even more mad. No, I'm kidding. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to react, play some of that music again. What what to watch for coming up? Like it, love it. I got to read you. Remind me to read you the governor's quotes too on oh, the boy. new stadium from uh, the White Sox and their proposal. That's going to take a step, I believe, next week. It's all coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. All right, Governor Pritzker said today that his administration is going to meet with the developers proposing that new White Sox stadium on the river in the South Loop next week. Um, so that's interesting. He spoke today in Villa Park. That's according to the Tribune. Though he's so stressed, he does not want any public money going into this. And he says it faces an uphill battle. Then it ain't getting done. So he says, I set out what I think are the parameters that the taxpayers expect, which is why we need to be careful about how we use public dollars. In a private business like a professional team, even if they're beloved by so many people, are nevertheless similar to a lot of other businesses in the state. Jerry got a sweetheart deal with the last one, right? Yes. Yes, he did. So now this time he's not going to demand another sweetheart deal? Well, yeah, of course he is. That's why he's racing to this this money from the Illinois Sports Authority. Um, all right. What to watch for? Like it, love it. And then we're going to crosstalk with Black and Abdallah. Uh, that's all coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, and it's next.